about three things, we were absolutely positive. First, this was a podcast about young adult fiction. Second, a part of us, and we didn't know how dominant that part was, loved these books. And third, we unconditionally and irrevocably hated them. Hello everyone, I'm Chloe. And I'm Fran, and this is Breaking Down the Way A Saga, a podcast where two grown-ass women revisit their favourite young adult books with some new opinions and added sarcasm. In this episode, we'll be revisiting Twilight Chapter 16. Obvious spoiler warning, if you haven't read the series, why are you here? And a huge thank you to Fop Doodles for our amazing artwork. It feels weird to be back. This is our first official recording for a, for a chapter in like one and a half years. <laughs> it's a bit weird. <laughs> also, it's currently three minutes to 11pm. So we've also never recorded this late. So we'll see what, what our brains, how our brains are going to handle it. <laughs> In the episode 15, I said about the fact that it was too late. We recorded at like six and I was like, we shouldn't record so late. I'm so tired. <laughs> now look at us. Um, older, <laughs> but not wiser. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not wiser. Mm, no. So how have you been? I have been. I have been, I think. <laughs> well, that's good. Just in general. <laughs> No, I had a really lovely weekend and then I had some online drama class and uh, we had to do like mini performances today and I don't know if I should say that but <laughs> after I finished my performance I just started sorting through my wardrobe because we had to turn our cameras off for the other performances. <laughs> so it's kind of listening but tidying my flat so that was great. Very productive. Mm, it was. Also, during most of this weekend, I have spent uh, I spent playing Detroit to become human. I thought you were going to say guitar. <laughs> I, I, was like, okay. <laughs> I don't have a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so random. <laughs> yeah, just just air guitar or all, all um all weekend long. What about you? How have you been? Yeah, all right. I've been at work. So that's fun, but I'm off tomorrow. So that's also fun. Um, <laughs> I think last time I recorded as well, I said the same thing, but I'm in a different, I used to never have the rabbit in the room, but the rabbit is in the room. He's asleep at the moment. But if you suddenly hear like scurrying and rustling around, not a ghost, it's just Oracle. So. <laughs> I like how that still applies to the old previous day to the previous episode where you said oh I'm in my new setup with a rabbit in here and it was a different it was kind of a different setup in a different room in a different building yeah but still applies yeah because this is my new setup because I didn't have my desk and everything set up like this and now I've like reorganized this whole room and made it into my own little office space so (laughs) same same story different year (laughs) (laughs) exactly Fantastic. So, chapter 16, yes. Carlisle, mm. our favourite. Yes, <laughs> um, I like that it was just called Carlisle. I was like, oh, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> uh, do you want to give us a little rundown of the chapter? Yes, um, my famous rundowns, basically. 
Edward tells Bella about Carla's youth, his uh, wild youth, his crazy times. Uh, then they fool around in Edward's room, and then oh. Alice and Jasper come in and catch them in the act. Well, no, <laughs> they didn't do anything. <laughs> this is uh, not that kind of book. And then they want. Then they ask them if they want to join for baseball game of baseball which we all know what's going to happen there so great soundtrack <laughs> mm, exactly cinema <laughs> perfection cinematic cinema history it's it was that scene it was um, amazing <laughs> so as usual i've got you might have some too just some points that i didn't really think fit into any category so i'll leave those till the end unless i you think bring most them up. most of my points are in stuff that we discuss um, that didn't really fit in any categories. Uh, it's been really weird. I'm like, I, I don't know. And I have some things I'm like, I don't know if this goes in there or anything. Yeah. So we'll see. It, it was weird getting back into it because I just started writing notes and I couldn't remember like, I think before I had a, re- a better habit of like annotating, yeah. whereas this time I'm a little bit like, ah, I'll write that down. Um, but I'll start with my plot points. I've only got two plot points. Yes. Um, my first being that they mentioned Arrow, Marcus and Caius for the first time. Um, I have that too as a plot point. <laughs> it was so exciting. Like, I know they didn't really say much. And I at first I was like, oh, they made them sound like a little bit different. But then like th- there wasn't a lot there. And I think actually what they described was like enough of a hint because he didn't say they weren't like, crazy um yeah. <laughs> uh that's something you find on later so actually for what i was gonna say was like a problem actually i liked the setup of it because there was like a mention of these like very glamorous vampires that just didn't quite fit carlisle's way of being i'm a huge sucker for tiny bit of foreshadowing for mm-hmm. stuff that's gonna happen later but just like in a sentence because i'm yeah. pretty sure unless I just completely blanked on that. Um, they didn't even mention that it's the Volturi. Like they just mentioned the names, pretty sure. So yeah, no, just, I like that. It was just that he was in Italy. There was some fancy Italian vampires that really liked art and high-class life. And they just liked eating people. Yeah. And I liked it because at first I was like, oh, no, but they're not like that. And I was like, oh, actually, I quite like the presentation, but I do like that they were dropped in so early. Yes. Um. I mean, like, earlier as in, in the book beforehand, not, yeah. uh, it's just chapter 16, we're, like, over half. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the only other plot point I have was about the baseball plan, that like, obviously they're planning for the baseball, we all know where that's going, and I just, I like that it was, it was just really casual. It felt better than, like, it felt more natural the mask than they did in the film. Like, the film yeah. felt like they were setting it up to go to the baseball scene, whereas this had just, like, a natural flow of, like, Oh, we've just browsed a storm coming. Let's let's go do some baseball. Yeah, no, I have that also as a plot point. And then I have a third one as a plot point. But I Ooh. guess you could also kind of put that into a character or relationship or something. Is um how many of you forgot that Edward was the first person who got turned by Carlisle? And then my other plot point where I was a bit, huh? But then I don't even know why is that Edward is from Chicago. Yeah. So yeah, I just thought that was funny. It was, but you say it makes it sound like he was in the musical Chicago. 
No, he was in the Chicago musical that they performed in Victorious. <laughs> I think not not the proper musical Chicago, the Victorious version. <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of my my plot points. <laughs> Fab. Well, I think yeah, I'll move on to my character development. I have to protect which page. Oh, there's one just there. I colour coordinated everything this time, so I don't have to do that thing where I try and work out what the letters mean. <laughs> I'll just I'll just show you how beautiful it is. I know you know what else can see, but like it, it does look a lot nicer than mine because I just kind of crazy circle everything. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah character development. Yeah. Um I don't know if it's character development or more just like finding out more information but mm-hmm. uh, the fact that Carlisle was able to not feed on humans feels like that's a superpower that he's yeah. brought forward from like his the way he is um because I know before Edward mentioned that the person you are that sort of like comes forward and obviously yeah. like his like empathy and care and everything I think that's his they don't really say it's a superpower but it obviously is <laughs> pretty amazing no amazing. i agree i think I people. doesn't he either it's in one of the books or in the films or if i don't remember where edward does kind of say like oh you know everyone brings their their thing um i think it's this book like it was a few i think it was like a couple of chapters back yeah that's kind of like esme with her like kindness and rosalie with the mm-hmm. beauty and carlisle with this like i don't know how do you call it like I think it's like his empathy and care. And yeah. There's probably some other words that you could use, but it definitely it definitely makes a difference. Yes. Uh, um I also liked that Edward only ate bad guys. Mm. That's my motto in life. <laughs> <laughs> only eat the bad guys. Yeah. I like that it was his kind of like rebellious time when he was like 27. I think he would have been in human years because he got time when he was 17. And then um, 10 years later, he had his rebellious youth. Um, Which, yeah. I I almost, I liked in my head, I imagined him with a kind of emo haircut in that time. (laughs) I know this is probably not the um, appropriate time frame for that you know but in my in my in my mind I think he dyed his hair black like proper Mm. black where you can tell it's fake and it's just the kind of like emo hairstyle that's just over the eyes emo before it was cool exactly um I have oh I have a little little quote um it sounded like you were having Bella for lunch and we came to see if he would share and I just love that like you get to see more of the fun side of Alice yeah and also like in that you also see the fun side of Edward at the same time he's so serious for so much of this book that the little moments like that you go oh no he's actually all right he's not there's so many red flags but (laughs) (laughs) that he like they both had a moment of just showing that extra like fun side of them and they became like again more three-dimensional characters than they have been previously yeah i do interact all the um i do interact no i do enjoy (laughs) all the interactions in the carlin family like with each other it's really nice because you like you said it's it's a lot more playful than how edward acts 
with Bella because it's always so dramatic so much torture (laughs) um and my final character development was on Jasper that he's like really chatty like he 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 comes into the room and he like calms himself for a second verse and as because he's calm and then Bella feels like really relaxed and chill and it's just nice to see that like happier nicer smiley side of Jasper than you get in the films I think the films really didn't do him justice I mean don't get me wrong he looked like a snack in those films (laughs) (laughs) he did um even though he looked a bit constipated all the time um but he was good looking uh, but yeah, they didn't do him justice. I think he seems to be a lot more like playful and just mm-hmm. yeah, like he's having a bit more fun. It's, it really feels a lot more just like sibling dynamic in, yeah. in the books, where in the film it was all just I don't know. a bit like a cult. Yes, <laughs> that's a good <laughs> point. Yes, exactly. Um, so yeah, Jimmy. that's all my character development. Okay. Um, I wrote down some things just I mean it was more just kind of like facts about Carlisle that I think when I read it as at the age of like I, how old I forgot how old it was um, mm-hmm. in my teens I that I just didn't really like take in first of mm-hmm. all I like have to remind myself when I was mentioning this chapter but I think it was like a previous one Carlisle is 24 Mm-hmm. which is now one year younger than I am and I just every kind of I mean that's a bit more my like edumorn relationship but it's like still like me talking to a 17 year old just feels like a teenager talking to a teenager <laughs> and just in my head like this the whole like um imagining him in his office and everything it's like I can't wrap my head around how young he is I think that's a another thing um that was kind of so glossed over with the films because they aged like the parents up, not, not even necessarily the actors, like a bit, but not as much. But yeah. I'm like, it would have been more realistic age-wise if Rob Patterson would have played Carlisle at that time. I think it was like mm-hmm. 20 or something. Then, yeah. then uh, the Peter forgot his surname person. <laughs> but I, I think- I don't know how you say it. It's like Fascinelli. Fas- Fascinelli. <laughs> sorry (laughs) I don't think he's gonna listen but you know um and then the other thing that I completely forgot about was um that Carlo grew up in London which means he's British Mm -hmm. so I would have loved (laughs) I mean obviously I know you know they're vampires they adapt and also he's probably been in America for you know such a long time but I would have loved if he would have just had like a kind of a bit of a British accent in the film no but not like oh hello darling if he was just like road band <laughs> <laughs> hello love it's like what <laughs> gonna go like to the shop i don't know what i'm saying i'm so tired i was i was like i've got a really funny bit it's gone it left me as i was like oh. but yeah i i think that would have been really funny um so I don't know, it just made me chuckle, which will bring me to a point later. Uh, but, but when I read it, um, also I loved as a very vivid description of how Carlisle wanted to kill himself after he realized he was a vampire. <laughs> oh, he really tried. He did really he try. Really 
bless him. And then, you know, that he suddenly discovered eating deer and that he swam to France. I just thought it was just a very interesting fact about Carlisle. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else cares, but... Whilst you're talking about the swimming, I'll just bring up a point that I had, like, that I didn't know where to go. Yes. But, um, like, in a traditional, like, vampire law, vampires can't cross running water. Yes, exactly. So I really liked that, you know, she's obviously trying to like, do something different. A lot of things, like, always stop that because it does make it really difficult to do anything. But also, like, you know, in the film... I know they can't go onto the land because they made like that promise. Yeah. But there's that stream and they don't jump over it. So I just <laughs> thought they, I thought maybe it, ha- it was following the running water thing too, but no, it's just, they can swim. It's fine. It's all mm. gravy. And then also just another, I'm just keep keeping the color effects coming, even though this is my last one. And he studied all over Europe and he studied at almost like every university ever in Europe, more or less, something like that. How did he get away with that? <laughs> like they just just studied in one and finished it and enrolled in the other. Like how did no one ever realize that this dude has studied at like twenty universities? Because <laughs> he just he always goes in as a like twenty something. He looks young, and then no one's. You don't say, "Oh, I've also studied here." You just do. You, do you think he kind of and then sometimes with like a fake beard or something? <laughs> Like when you're trying to get free samples and you just yeah. like, want to go back and you put on a little moustache. Exactly. Do you think yeah. that happened? So people... So, you know, or maybe just like grows his hair or just tries a bit of a different like clothing style. So those were kind of my character development points, even though it's not really development but I just thought were some really fun facts about Carlisle. So there you go. Some of your fun facts like dip into my editorials. So we'll touch on it again later. Yes. Um, and we'll just slip into relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is like something I I can fully relate to from like being me. Um, <laughs> Edward waiting for Bella to like leave. And I know he means it in like her getting scared and running away from him being a vampire not from him being himself but it's the first time like I've I've read something in this book that can you can relate to an actual human real life relationship that I've not gone oh my god that's so disturbing I've just been like I know that feeling Mm. (laughs) and you're just like I don't know this person's probably gonna know who I am and then they're gonna be like god you're a nightmare I'm going to leave now Mm. but like different different set of things but like apart from it being able to relate back it's also like a slightly different side of their relationship yeah that we haven't seen normally he's just like be scared be scared be scared be scared and then being like don't be scared this time it was just like i'm scared of you leaving me yeah i think there i think i've I've touched on this before in another episode i kind of enjoy their interactions a bit more now it feels a bit lighter on some levels but also just a bit more like they really care about each other and it feels a bit more than just like a teenagers in love kind of thing but yeah you know so no I agree with that I love that uh like there was the whole epidemic pandemic situation (laughs) of influenza and that in the middle of that Carlisle being like the amazing doctor that he is trying to work through it decides that he wants to save little orphan Eddie and that like 
So obviously, I know he has his different reasons for like coll- collecting everyone, <laughs> planning people yeah, and bringing catch them. Catch them all. <laughs> yeah, but I felt like it's already like showing a such a like strong bond right at the beginning of their relationship. Mm. Like this, this kid was dying. His parents were gone. He didn't have to do anything. He could have just left him. Like yeah. plenty of people were dying at that point, but he was just like, "That's my son." That's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> my that's my boy. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. Um, so yeah, I feel like they were sort of destined to have a really good relationship with each other. Yeah. Um, and then fi- my final relationship was just Jasper and Alice. I just hmm. the most adorable couple. The way they just like interact and where they speak to each other and bounce off each other. There was hardly anything. It was like three sentences. But yeah. it was, I feel like their relation, those three sentences of their relationship was described so much better than this entire book has described Ballerina's relationship. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, no, I agree. I like, wow. I have kind of, I mean, I have more or less the same points that you had. Uh, I do have one more is when Edward kind of said, always oh, like really happy. Um, that he told Bella kind of everything that's been going on now, like it's a relief and she's still here and everything. So again, like what we just said before, uh, it's just really kind of nice to see that he, like he cares about her in that way. Cause I feel a lot of it just feels really obsessive, obsessive and possessive mm-hmm. um, in their relationship. And this really feels like, a, you know, he's not like the dominant one. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like uh, he he really like values her and, and her views and yeah, and how she sees him is like very important to him. So I did I did like that. And also I I always I also feel like he kind of just warms up a bit more. Um like his playfulness comes a bit through, like or a lot more yeah. in this chapter, which you know we'll get to. <laughs> but no, I did like that. And that I think on my side, I'm intrigued to see where you've put everything. That is kind of everything apart from stuff that I want to talk about, which I have a lot in. Cool. I have a whole bunch of editorials and critiques and then a couple of other just random points. Yes. Um, so, like I said, some of your points earlier, I'm just going to touch back on them in my editorials because I had about the fact that Carlisle was youth was spent in 1650s in London. And I just feel like it was just such a throwaway sentence. Mm. I felt like this chapter was a very short chapter because it just, just took no time to read. I was like, I was convinced I wasn't at the end of the chapter when I got to the end of it. Yeah, it's and like I 10 just, pages or something. Yeah, very short. it was, yeah, it was ridiculous. I just feel like that one sentence could have just been like a paragraph just talking about, you know, anything. Like just saying 1650s in London. That's when Carlisle was young. Anyway, next point. Felt a little bit like... Uh, brushed over. Yeah, like it's not a critique. It's just, it's definitely just just putting a, a little bit more. Yeah. Um. Also, so Bella said, uh, or she didn't say, because obviously it's narration, but there was like a whole point with um, Edward and Carlisle talking to each other. Mm-hmm. And the quote was, it was also unsettling to know that he only that he spoke aloud only for my benefit 
there is no way they interact in everyday life by everyone just going up to Edward and Edward's like, oh, how are you today? And it's just, and then he's like, yeah, that's great. I'm okay too. What's your plans for today? Oh, I was thinking I was just going to go like running after school. That is not what happens in that building. Everyone talks to each other. Yes, Edward can read minds, but there is no way that every time someone talks to Edward, they don't speak. They just stare at him because that's weird. <laughs> that's really weird as a conversation. Like, it doesn't matter that you can read minds. That's just not normal. Like for a conversation, just to stare at someone and not speak and the other person then speaks that's weird why is Bella worrying they clearly talk like this all the time <laughs> oh god I just feel like the wording could just be a little bit different mm-hmm. um like it could be about her worrying that he was only speaking out loud because yeah. she was there being like oh I'm a bit conscious I'm self-conscious that they don't normally talk like this and then her being like I'm sure it's fine because I get they're trying to make Bella feel like a little bit outside of the box a little bit. Yeah. But that that doesn't really make sense. <laughs> so I would just change it a little bit. Um, the other point was that it, it said it took two centuries for um, Carlisle to be able to like not drink human blood. Mm-hmm. But like literally a paragraph earlier it said how he didn't want to no, drink no, human blood it's not not drink human blood to kind of get his control on it so he can work as a doctor which i guess yeah. they more mean kind of like the the smell and everything so he he doesn't like start but, eating them he probably didn't drink it but like I, I guess doing surgery on someone is a bit different than just smelling them when they're not yeah. bleeding but I would just change the words because it literally sounded I know what she means I know Mm. she means like to be able to like but it literally was like it took him two centuries to be able to be around blood and not drink humans and not have that like need but it just said before that that exact same thing happened as soon as he was like born yeah so I think it just needed to just be that's why it's not it's not a critique it's just like just change the wording slightly just to be I think just to explain it just a little bit better like it just the wording just was a little bit off yeah I mean it's not my worst thing I've ever said about this book so (laughs) um and I think so the backstory ended with Edward being changed essentially sorry the cat's like trying to get through the door (sighs) good old crookshanks (laughs) um so yeah so the the backstory ended with Edward he was like it was always that Edward was just like so now I'm here and that's fine and I just I do like <laughs> I know that you don't want to fill up the rest of the book with all of the, everyone's backstories but it would have been nice for him to be like and then not long after that Esme came along and just like a very brief history of the columns would have been really nice at that point if you just did like a little bit of a rundown rather than just stopping it yeah because right also there. He only with Esme, he only mentioned like, oh, you know, after my rebellious years, like I came back to both of them. I'm like, oh, but you only, you left, you only left Carlisle. And then in the meantime, you found Esme? Like, what? That's the thing. Like, it just didn't, it didn't piece together. Was she there the whole time? Or did he come back and be like, who is this? Like, it would have just been really good to have that is just an extra paragraph after Edward to explain the rest. He's such like an egocentric guy he's like well you know enough about Carlisle me now 
let's talk, and I, let's talk about me for a minute <laughs> like I know it's been talked about like with like Emmett coming into the family it's been like a little brief explanations of things with the family but like he was doing like a family history moment it would have been really nice to just continue on yeah. and spill some of that out a bit um the next point was oh still like following on from that was about Esme mm-hmm. there's just it's so brief and it's just I would have loved to hear more about I mean I don't think there's enough about Esme in these books anyway in my opinion she's mm-hmm. just so like brushed aside she's like the mum that Bella always wanted yeah. not that she doesn't love her mum but she clearly wants a mum that's more a mum than her mum is <laughs> yeah and it's just yeah it's just weird that there's just like brief mentions of Esme and Carlisle being together and nothing there like that's such like they obviously love each other so much and they're such a happy and wonderful couple and they have all these children and what is their relationship we don't know there's nothing Hmm. just yeah just a little bit more about Esme would have been nice I know it's a chapter called Carlisle but you know it's not just a Carlisle show and then this line, I just hate it. Um, vampires like baseball. It's the American pastime. Just delete that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it just say vampires like baseball. I'm like, wow, everyone likes baseball or just something. Just it's the American pastime. What has that got to do with anything? I feel like <laughs> I just should. I just hate that line. I don't know why. It just it needs changing. <laughs> um, so that's all my editorials. Yeah. I don't know if you have any. No, I don't. Fab, I'll crack on with critiques. Yes, go for critiques and then I can uh, join you in with my stuff to talk about. But some of the stuff to talk about might be in your critiques, so we'll Maybe. see. So, my first critique is that Carl looks too... Carl. Carl. <laughs> Carl. Um, my first critique is that Carlisle looks too young hmm. for this whole thing. Every time he's mentioned, I, I know we've said things about him before, and like, even you said like earlier about him like he's 23 24 he he looks too young for any of this to make sense mm. I, I i don't really understand it i feel like he could have been in his 30s like not late 30s he could have been like 32 33 and this yeah. whole thing would have made way more sense than it does because it's then true it- because it feels like a 24 year old guy adopting like is it five around 17 to 19 year old children in like that's ridiculous like how that would be so suspicious if you really think about it like these people in forks sort of just in general wherever they move they just must have just not cared because it would be it would be weird why does a 24 year old guy have like 17 to 19 year old adopted children and so no, I don't so far in the books nothing has been said about Esme like going out and doing anything right yeah. so as far as I'm aware Esme is just the perfect stay-at-home mum and doesn't go out and she doesn't need to go do grocery shopping or anything they don't need groceries <laughs> yeah. so she's just in the house and hunting that's all she does no one ever sees her his kids don't talk to anyone they go to school and they only talk to each other and he's the friendly local doctor that is lovely and everyone speaks to him and thinks he's great and that I imagine that's a setup of every single place they go. Yeah. I would definitely think that was some kind of like cult or something because mm. like 
why are these people only interacting in such small bubbles? You never see his wife. His kids only talk to each other. They're all like dating each other. <laughs> I would be so confused if I came across that family. Um, I'd be terrified think... to get invited into their house. Like if they right. would be like, hey, do you want to come back? Like, no, thank you. I'm good. <laughs> like I would be scared for him to be my doctor. <laughs> like what if he like makes me be in his cult? <laughs> um so yeah i just i just hate that he's so young he's so stupid just you could have still had the exact same story everything would have been fine if you were just like 33 34 yeah no i agree and it would just it would make sense like yeah having a 17 year old when you're 34 is like still a lot but like it it kind of makes more sense hmm and i'm i can't remember how old they said esme looks and that also i is think like, 26 i'm pretty sure I just, just aged them up a bit. They, yeah. Oh, it's so dumb. Um, <laughs> then, oh, there was a stupid quote. <sighs> My heart had an audible reaction. Like, every time, she says, like, every time he touches her. As in, like, Bella and Edward. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. I don't even, she said like, her heart's like, <sighs> every time. Like, I guess she means, like, her heart beats faster but like our heart can't be beating so fast you can literally hear it outside of her chest I mean I don't know if she means like she could hear her heart but like or did he just hear it but then he has a heartbeat all the time because he has yep. like superhuman hearing so I... whatever it is I hate it <laughs> <laughs> there's not there's no redeemable factors in this sentence yeah it's weird <laughs> I agree um, there's also a point when they were talking to each other and he literally just puts his fingers on her lips and tells her to be quiet yes, he and it's like I did say don't talk actually um, <laughs> uh, he says it just like that um, and I hated it like you can't have don't you can't expect someone not to ask questions yeah like he's explaining a lot of stuff and I know he's like he just wants to like get that story out and say, say his piece and blah 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 but like she's gonna have questions yeah like just answer the questions she wasn't like being really rich like she was she wasn't just like talking over him she was asking questions related to what he was saying so yeah don't shush her god men <laughs> <laughs> this is a running theme in the podcast mm. um um i also hate the way he always moves her yeah like, he physically manhandles her to get her anywhere. Like when they went through yeah. the door, he literally grabbed her hips and like, or her waist and like pushed her through the door. And, and it, it like... seems it is also like a, like a running theme through the book that yeah. that's that he just does that all the time. That was like, so you know, the quite a few chapters back, there was the time when he was like dragging her by her coat. Yeah. Like what, what? <laughs> like where? Who has she interacted with <laughs> in her life? <laughs> Obviously, your man. I know you like a lot of things on your imagination, but like when it comes down to like interactions between characters in books, mm. that is depend on how you react to people. Like, yeah, who has she had in her life that she thinks it's completely acceptable to just drag someone around like that? Yeah, mind blown. <laughs> um, I hate the line "terrible and glorious as a young god." That's that's what Bella said about Edward, and it makes me vomit. Of course she does. I just also I don't think you need to be encouraging girls to look up to boys like that. No, mm. no, mm. I... men, 
men don't deserve that standard <laughs> don't hold men to such high regards they're disgusting <laughs> <laughs> hello to the nice men that are listening you're not disgusting there are some of you out there i don't know where but they exist <sighs> Um, Edward's bedroom sounds disgusting. Yes, that's it does. I have a point about that too. Oh my god, a he's got gold golden floor. carpet. And so, not only does he have golden carpet, but he's got a slightly darker fabric gold wall. <laughs> then just like really dark and like heavy curtains or something, from what it sounded like. So he's got the big wide window. And then yeah. it says his walls are covered in fabric that's slightly darker than the carpet. <laughs> Why are you putting fabric on your walls? That makes no sense. Mm. Why is it all gold? It's so tacky and disgusting. He's like, oh, there's my leather black couch in the middle of the room. And there's nothing <laughs> in there except some CDs and a CD I, I do now know where um, the um, woman from Fifty Shades of Grey got her idea for that playroom from now. Because I... <laughs> with, with um. <laughs> with Edward's room because obviously of the films like I always I just always imagined that to be the room mm -hmm. but now reading what it would what it actually look like I was like <laughs> that is the 50 shades of grey room oh, 100% this black leather couch um I just the thing is she describes something so this is Bella's kitchen all over again mm. like some things you just describe them and they're meant to sound wonderful and I'm just like this is hideous <laughs> you clearly don't play the sims <laughs> exactly also another point that I because we're we're here about his talking about his room already um he has cds everywhere so I kind of wonder what his room would look like now where we don't really do cds anymore and you just have everything on spotify or your apple music um would his room still, just be empty? You can still buy CDs. Oh yeah, of course, but it's not as kind of like I know. I also have some. <laughs> I also still own CDs. But do you but have read Taylor's version signed by Taylor Swift? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> so, what's your argument? <laughs> um, no, I'm just saying that it's kind of like what. What do you think if she would have written it now? What would have been in his room? Finals. Like, Oh, because vinyl came like, back in, and like he is so hipster. So cool. He's so cool. He like, is so alternative. So cool. also, he doesn't listen to modern music anyway, so he just wouldn't. Like he's like, oh, I love the fifties. <laughs> but there was also fifties music on uh, Spotify. Yeah, but he can't use that. I think. I, I think you're right. I think he would just have vinyls in his room now. Or do you think, oh, no, I mean, he's that anyway. It's like, do you think he just, because I know he plays the piano. Do you think he also mm -hmm. would have gone just to get that guitar and be like, I'm going to play something. And then just plays Wonderwall. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely feel like he would pick up another instrument, but I think he would be too pretentious for it to just to be a guitar. Like, mm -hmm. I think he'd have to just do something really random. And everyone's like, that, like, not that any of the instruments he would learn to play are bad. But like he would learn to play something like he'd be like, I've learned to play the lute. <laughs> and everyone's like, okay, cool. <laughs> and he's like, I've learned every modern song on the lute though. Don't worry. And you're like, yep, okay, cool. But like, why? 
Where he's like, got a sitar. And you're like, that's it's a great instrument, but like, why are you using it to be vulnerable? <laughs> well, it's like the trumpet or something, and he just annoys them every he day. He just gets an oboe. <laughs> I mean, that reminds me again of like, I think was the last chapter we decided, we discussed it in one of the chapters before, where it's like, you obviously like Bella's description of Edward, he's like this, this most amazing, perfect human being who just, you know, blows her mind every day. But then description of how the Cullens talk about Edward, he just feels like he's like the family loser. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just have oh I have two more points not one as I say so one is um, Bella said you're really not as scary as you think you are he actually is though yeah he is like he could literally eat you any minute and they'd manage to make it look like no one would find out yeah and like he really struggles at times being around her and he he even like play fighting like he could genuinely like just hurt her he could like break her neck from them just messing around yeah like he could literally just put haha like little playful like shove dead yeah that's quite scary don't say things like that brother <laughs> he's terrifying um if she says something like you're not as mean as you think you are fair enough not as edgy as you think you are also fair enough but like he's definitely scary yeah um and my last point is i just hate every single way that edward touches bella just every single every single description of him touching her makes me sick like my stomach churns and i want to vomit it's horrible i just is just imagine his like long spindly cold fingers just <laughs> harassing her skin like it's crack i don't know <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah that's all my critiques everything else is just random points cool and i should start with my random points so you can see if we have um some similar ones mm-hmm. uh when being the first sentence i wrote is that carlyle likes his dark wood <laughs> which I then read later as like, <laughs> the maturity Every, <laughs> everything in his office sounds very like I don't know it just sounds like you're in this like massive room and everything is just full of dark wood and it, mm-hmm. in my head it feels really kind of claustrophobic and almost as if Carlyle is like in like a chair that like turns and he's like hello there welcome to my lab also like what's with all the paintings just absolutely rammed on one wall in that room as well (laughs) like it's such a contrast you've got like this like what up on the alpha desk and then (laughs) and then you turn around and it's just like absolutely smothered in too many paintings where did he get them from like why is he who what i'm so confused is he like literally at what point is he like i'm just gonna buy this painting of the landscape of London and then I'm gonna get this painting done like I get a couple of the portraits but some of them I'm just a little bit like when did you have the time when have you done this <laughs> why I also imagine them just like being in it that it's not doesn't look like properly placed and beautifully placed but it's kind of like a mess 
it's just what yeah. I always oh, probably it's not because they're like vampires and everything's like perfect but in my head it's just you know it's a bit wonky here and there like the spacing some pictures have like a tiny bit of space and it's like a huge bit of space and it all just looks a bit shit also I feel like the first picture that she describes is like it's obviously London and I feel like she's trying to describe it like an old picture because she said that it was like painted in sepia tones and I was like but no one painted like that <laughs> No. no one painted like old photographs because people were painting with the with paints like yeah london's not like super colorful or anything but it wouldn't be painted in sepia <laughs> so i was like you know what what if i just paint london in just brown <laughs> oh god i hate this book yeah. then um my favorite point which i've um you know foreshadowed a bit to before edward chuckled four times in this chapter which I repeat it was 10 pages long <laughs> and this it like it really stands out to me now after that one video on TikTok where this girl was like he chuckled it's the fact that at one point he chuckled darkly, darkly. Mm, he did mm-hmm. also I just I just uh, I really want to know what Edward's chuckle is like is it like a <laughs> Is it like a fuck boy? Like, like, no, it's like Voldemort. He's like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, please. I just want to know what Edward's chuckle sounds like. I'm really annoyed that they didn't include that in the film. Yeah. Like, not to the extent because Edward is like chuckling every every two pages, apparently. So, yeah. I think someone needs to buy Stephanie a thesaurus. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, what else do I have? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I hated it so much. So I hate the bit in the film when he's, when she's, when he's kind of like, well, he shouldn't have said that. And there's like the hold on tight spider monkey line, which makes me want to just vomit every time. Um, it was worse in the book. He just kind of, it's like, imagine how, like the description of before he kind of like jumped on her. Imagine just, being in you know your partner's room for the first time and you kind of have a bit of like a play argument suddenly your partner crouches down growls at you so far so good and then jumps at you I'm like get me out of here and like in my in my mind I imagine that you kind of bit like a troll in the corner be like you know I don't think like Edward does like a proper growl. He just goes like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> like that would give me the ick instantly. No. And then also they're like jumping onto the sofa so hard, like rashes against the wall. Isn't the sofa mm-hmm. like the middle of the room? Yeah. Probably a bit far to get to the wall. How hard did they jump on the sofa? I'd she's definitely like- got bruises like she's definitely bruised from this and then the description of him like holding her in her arms like a cage like ooh, it just yeah um, he was holding her really tightly like part if he wasn't holding her so tightly i could see it in like a nice comforting like sitting like on someone's lap and being like held a certain way but yeah. being like held so tight you can't move and you can't like you just you're just completely and utterly trapped also i just want to point out fun being growled at before 
Wow. Wow. Is it not doing it for you? No. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's really not. It's really not doing it for me. No, that would give me the ick instantly. (laughs) That, no. I hate that so much. Um, That's kind of... Oh, and the other thing is just... I mean, I know we spoke, we talked about Jasper before, but he kind of like when they came in and, and they were like all about, oh, you know, we thought we we're going to have a piece of Bella too. And he just, then just kind of like shocked at what happened. And mm-hmm. I just have that woman that from TikTok with her videos. And yeah. Like, I just kind of imagine her sitting in the corner and be like. nice moment of silence there for all our listeners yes um <laughs> i love her videos they make my day but yeah that's these are my my um random points that i want I to just have a couple more yeah um i love the many 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 books that carlisle owns they're probably terrible and i probably don't want any of them but i do like the idea of the fact that like his walls are stacked full of books like it, she said it looks more than like any library she'd seen or something that is my kind of room minus yeah. all the weird horrible paintings and the, <laughs> and the dark terrible wood. desk <laughs> all that dark wood <laughs> um, <laughs> um i wasn't sure where this goes i just love it so much but he's like i wasn't sold on his life of abstinence now i know he means from drinking human blood but um i think he was talking about sex actually yes i don't think edward's a virgin at all <laughs> i don't think so either i He's think during his liar yeah during his wild youth i bet he he put his little guy in a lot of places <laughs> he i feel like he is one of those guys that like as just you know you probably heard the podcast guy that was talking about like locks and keys and how mm. yeah that is that's edward a hundred percent and that's why he was so funny about her he, like he won't say like he wanted her, her to feel better so he's also said he's a virgin but like he just does like oh thank god there's been no uh, keys in that lock it's nice and fresh <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> no, one's, uh. no one's damaged it <laughs> um <laughs> and my other point is the fact that he instantly his like he put on music straight away and it was soft jazz and all I could think about was like do you like jazz (laughs) (laughs) also why soft jazz you've just gone to sit down and chill with like your partner um and like they're teenagers or whatever and I was like put a bit of soft jazz in the background do you think it was a bit of soft jazz like porn music or something (laughs) Soft, it soft. was just uh, the Pornhub bit just on repeat yeah probably <laughs> it's like oh sorry I didn't click off my last video <laughs> that's all my points mm. look at us first episode back is done we did it that was weird like, I think next time I'll be able to like write everything out a bit better yeah but it was definitely strange getting back into it. I think it would have probably helped with a better chapter. That was just so short. 
it was very short but to be honest on a on a different side might be might be a good chapter to get back into it because yeah not too much stuff for the brain it was just having to remember all the bits that we've done before because yeah. like you were saying about the spider monkey things obviously they added that in the the film but I think it's like from... a few chapters ago mm. it's when he says like because they're a coward he's like get on my back you coward <laughs> And it's just really funny because, like, as we're talking, like, I do remember like, like little bits. Yeah, it's it's coming back to me. It's um, I'm surprised how much I've actually remembered from like all this time. Anyway, yeah, one and a half years ago. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> well, we'll try to um, not have it take that long till the next episode. Hopefully, we'll record next week. <laughs> Um, and anyone that's like listening up to this point and you were like hey guys where did you go where the hell you been locus um, <laughs> just uh jump back one episode that's a little bonus so i think that's everything for today's episode so i'd like to say a special thank you to basil for our cover artwork you can find him on instagram at fop doodles you can find us on instagram at breaking down underscore podcast or on tiktok at breaking down podcast our intro music is by Kevin McLeod and our intro music is by Silent Side. And remember guys, it's not the end, it's the beginning. Oh. <laughs> I'll just start again. You can find us on Instagram at breaking down underscore podcast or on the TikTok. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to leave it like that. Um, <laughs> I don't remember what our TikTok handle is. Probably the same. No, I'm just I'm just going to check. <laughs>